All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, 14B Blanding Boulevard in Orange Park. Man, they got some good stuff over there, good beer, good food, great atmosphere. Hey, football's upon us, man, so if you need somewhere to go watch those road games at, if you live out in the OP area or if you live in Jacksonville, you're looking for somewhere different to go, uh, Brewers is the place to be. It's me and JK3 here. We got a guest with us this evening. Uh, we got Cap from uh, Bold City Brigade. He's going to tell us about some of the new uh, new clothing, new new hats, uh, his his opinion, which, hey, I look forward to some of his Twitter comments. I love I love that <laughs> stuff, man. So, uh, Cap, man, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing real well, fellas. I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, When you reached out, it felt like, oh, man, football season is upon us here. Yeah, you know, we always try to, uh, you know, we got our regulars and stuff, and there's people out there that we respect their opinions as as fans. And, 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 and when you are doing something of what you've been doing these last, you know, several years with uh, BCB, it's more than just a fan, man. It's 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 a movement. You know, people understand some of the dark years we have, and people like yourself still, still, you know, get, you know, fans motivated every season. So thanks to that, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I mean, big fan. I, I know a lot of us in the group listen to TL's podcast and uh, a, lot of, a lot of fans of what you guys do as well. It's, uh, you know, it, it's all part of the culture, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of people out there doing cool things really uh, just for just for the passion and, and for their love of the team and, and the city. So, uh, you know, major props to you guys, huge fans of yours as well. Awesome, man. Hey, so season eight going in, you know, not to even sugarcoat it and say several, you know, season eight. It's awesome. Um, I've been a member uh, going on. This is my second year now. And it's kind of been, you know, one of those things where I work, I see guys that are Jags fans and like I become like a evangelistic, you know, approach to it. I knock on people's desk and say, hey, can I tell you about my Lord and Savior, Bold City Brigade? Uh, I got this. I got this. I got this pamphlet right here that I want to tell you. So uh, I've become, you know, pretty evangelistic about it, man. I love what you guys do. Love the shirts. Love the tailgates, man. Um, But season eight. You know, this is pretty cool. So what do you guys got going on this year, um, you know, from that's going to make it, a, you know, a, a best time to be a Jags fan and a BCB member? Well, you know, man, so so much of what we do, we kind of have a lot of the pattern down now. You know, it's uh, it felt like those first three or four years, five years, maybe we were constantly trying to add things and do this and do that. Uh, we had things that we kind of aspired to do, whether that whether that be partner with local breweries that would bring out a bunch of awesome beer or you know uh kind of commandeer some seats with inside a a section in the stadium so that a bunch of people could sit together or a standing section um you know over the years we've done a lot of that stuff so now it's just really about kind of maintaining um taking this this group and this network and continuing to grow it but just continuing really to be that conduit for diehard fans to come together whether that be at our tailgates or away trips, um, you know, all those things. We're, we're, we're back at it again. Like you said, season eight, uh, kind of hard to believe that it's been eight years since we started this thing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited. Just launched everything last night. Um, so far, so good. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you feel like you, you prepare to, to launch the memberships and, and you, you hit a couple bumps in the road, but uh, knock on wood, I think uh, it's been a smooth, launched thus far and we've had already had uh, a few hundred people sign up so that's awesome that's awesome man 
That that's great. That's great. I mean, and for you guys that don't know, uh, you know, the Bold City Brigade, they throw on a, they throw an awesome tailgate DJ. Um, you know, the whole nine yards. Everybody's more like a family, man. I can't tell you how many Jello shots I've had, you know, out there, and you know, take my few on my way into the to the to the stadium. But pretty much, man. You know, 25 bucks plus shipping and handling gets you a, you know, an awesome T-shirt, uh, gets you a sticker, gets you a membership card where you can come in, you know, tailgate with us, tailgate with, uh, you know, some of the local, you know, Jags. And, you know, just a quick shout out. We have um, a guy. I think he's coming over from he's coming over from Ireland and he hit us up on Twitter um, at Dill underscore 76. You're here, man. Coming to Jacks, you got to come to a Bold City Brigade tailgate. You really got to see what's popping on 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 game days, man, and get a circle up with us. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, it's uh, like you said, the tailgate is is a huge part of what we do with with our buddies, uh, the Teal Street Hooligans, a bunch of really great guys. Um, you know, we've got some excited stuff this year. Can talk a little bit about it. We're still finalizing a lot of the tailgates and kind of the specific schedule and everything like that. Uh, um, there's one thing that, you know, I can't talk about yet because it's, it's not finalized and it's kind of a big deal if it happens and I don't want to jinx it. Don't but, jinx uh, it. There, yeah. There could be something really, really awesome. First time ever, uh, maybe, you know, only time ever kind of deal for, uh, for the Thursday night game against the Titans um, that, that we're, that we're kind of in the works with. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Hopefully that, that ends up going our way, but yeah, the tailgates are such a big part of what we do, man. But you know, it's funny because so many of the people who are in this group never come to a tailgate or maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, or maybe they're out of town. So the only time they come to a tailgate is if they come into town. So, um, but you know, it, it's kind of one of those constants where good or bad, uh, if the team's doing well or if the team's doing bad, we're going to be out there. There's going to be a solid crew of people. There's going to be plenty of plenty of beers to go around, and uh, it's just good times. And like you said, everybody kind of becomes a family. You look forward to seeing those people uh, several times a year. And and uh, you know, it's funny because over eight years, a lot has changed in a lot of our lives. And and, and you've seen people kind of grow up a little bit, get married, have kids, whatever. Uh, and, and now it's kind of that next generation, um, but we still get together and go hard. Yeah, man, dude, it's it, it's an unreal experience and atmosphere. You know, regardless how the team's doing, they're out there. You know, every home game and some away games. Uh, but you know, Cap, I, I got a bit a bit of a bone to pick with you, man. Um, you know, uh -oh. checking out some uh -oh. of the new stuff, stuff, man. And I got a big head. Like I wear size <laughs> eight fitted, and the bucket <laughs> extra large don't work for me. I'm just saying, what do you got for, for the big head guys? Man, just, I, I do have a size eight head, but <laughs> no. Well, well, so so here's the thing: we we've we've uh, we've done a lot of hats over the years, so a lot of hats. Um, and I, I'm a big hat guy myself. So when we started kind of doing all sorts of different apparel, I uh, it was it was kind of always a goal to to try and work with new era. So this time last year, we had we had had a we had a really good connect with with, with uh, new era and a supplier that was able to get us basically whatever we wanted to design we could have made and that's where a couple of our new era hats came from last year well fast forward that supplier uh ended up kind of having a little bit of an issue with new era we can't work directly with new era ourselves because we're just not a big enough operation they, they require some some pretty heavy financial commitment investment 
So what we've done is uh, really kind of sat down and, and, and I hadn't realized it, but local company here, Dome, they're, they're doing some really, really cool things. And a lot of their stuff is, is of the very same quality as, as what New Era is putting out. Um, and they've got a ton of awesome options for us to, to be able to take Made by Tim's awesome designs and, and put them on hats. So that's kind of what that, that bucket that you saw is like one of the first ones that were uh, about five or six that we're going to be kind of just machine gun firing, laying out mm. there over the next month. Um, and, and yes, I know you're not the only one, bro, who, who's upset about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, for whatever reason, th- these buckets, they, they only come up to that large slash extra large size. And you're probably, I mean, we, we, we probably would have sold at least a dozen of the, of the double XLs if we could get them, but uh, at this time we can't get them. So uh, a, a, double XL? Is, a double XL, bro, how big is big melon. <laughs> You got a ten gallon head. <laughs> oh man, I know you ain't talking sweet pea over there. Now, let's not go with sweet pea with that little. Oh my god, a, oh, a double man. XL and a hat. Hey, hey man's got a lot of brains. <laughs> Bro, you're you're like yeah, that yeah. dinosaur. You're like that dinosaur that uh, that has like the the dome at the top that's nothing but just like for ramming into <laughs> with the spikes all the way around it. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, man. The good the good news is uh, all the other most of the other hats we're we're making, uh, including some some cool flex fits. Uh, actually, so you guys said, is there anything to break? You know, kind of like give you some some exclusive tidbits. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff's just kind of coming hot and heavy. I guess it, it, on the apparel side, stay tuned. We've got some really really cool stuff that we're going to be rolling out shirts as well as uh, about you know three or four other hats that'll be coming pretty quickly here. Now, one of those hats is already in the shop. We just haven't, you know, and it's available for purchase. A few people have just kind of stumbled upon it. It's a pretty sweet looking. Uh, so what it is, it's very, uh, very similar to the new era 5950s as far as the material and the look, but it has a flex fit band inside of it instead of being the fitted. So good news on that one is it does come in that double XL size. So, uh, you know, for, for some of my, my, my big head, big-headed brethren um you know <laughs> we, we got we, we got a little something for you in there but uh we're excited man dome is a cool company locally here their office is actually right down the street from my house out here at jack's beach um and, and they're doing some some really really cool stuff and, and i mean so now everything we make just about on the apparel side from the memberships to hats and any other t-shirts or shirts that, that go around will all be produced locally which i think is really cool um, I think that's a, that's always been a big focus of ours. Yeah, man, and that and and that just you know speaks to you know the community and the the unity here in Jacksonville, being able to you know have a fan base that supports you know our team, partnering with companies that are here in town, you know giving back to that, you know putting money back in those pockets as well. I mean, and my favorite part, you know, partnering with you know the local breweries here now, which it seems like it's po- another one is popping up every you know every week, and I and I, and I love it. So I love that you guys are you know uh, still giving back to community, you know focusing on some of the stuff here and. And also, guys, you know, I'm a big quality guy as far as the shirts goes. You know, I've worn my shirts, you know, sweated in them, you know, played touch football with them. You wash them. It's not some of this fade off stuff where it's just going to, you know, uh, you wash. You think, you know, you're paying for a, you're paying for a quality shirt, getting a quality design, man. Uh, you know, you guys are, you know, putting out some hot stuff um, to switch over to, you know, one of the other things that you guys do very well, you know, aside of the. um 
apparel, you know, the away game. So if you follow on Twitter, you know, we've seen, you know, Denver and, you know, some of the puns that you got there with some of the packages that you guys, uh, you know, have <laughs> are, are, are awesome. Um, you know, so talk about a little bit of what away games and, you know, what, what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, how do you kind of determine, you know, where, where, you know, you put all your eggs in the basket for an away game? Yeah, no, away games have become uh, just such a massive part, these trips, uh, such a massive part of what we do. We, it, it's an opportunity for us to not only just travel and watch the team and support the team, but also it's uh, we meet people from all around the country and all around the globe that, that come in for these away trips that, you know, we don't see eight, nine times a year out at, out at the slab, out at the stadium. Um, and so that it, pe- people get this experience to be able to come and, and kind of do what we sometimes almost take for granted, right? Like you said, we get together, we have a good time. Uh, it's a great community that we've built. So the away trips have become amazing. Now they're a ton of work. Uh, we start working on them, uh, you know, months and months and months in advance. And the way we determine where we're going is, is kind of twofold. One, it, you know, since we're putting all this work in, and since I'm putting all this work in on the planning side, it's got to be somewhere where we're obviously, I think, you know, we, we want to go and we have mm-hmm. an interest. But, uh, you know, further than that, it's it's also we, we put it out there every year to people, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook um, or via an email blast. We kind of we'd like to just kind of poll people because obviously we don't want to put all this effort into planning a trip if we don't if it, if a bunch of people aren't going to end up coming on it. So, so we, we get a good we get a good gauge of what everybody's interested in. And, and then sometimes ultimately it's determined too by the feasibility of the trip, you know, uh, Denver case in point, we're going to Denver this year. Like you mentioned, it's our first trip out there. Uh, you know, none of us have ever been to a game out there. So there's a lot of things logistically and planning wise that, that come into play when, when we don't really have any relationships there right. or we've never been there. So it, it becomes difficult. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's it's hella rewarding when, when when it all comes together, and we're really looking forward to Denver, man. We've got some, uh, you know, specifics on it. We've got some. We've already got 150 people signed up for the uh, for the bar gate. So we that's crazy. Commandeering. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing, man. We're we're commandeering this huge area at a really cool bar that's kind of indoor outdoor space. Uh, right next to Coors Field where the Rockies play. It's, a, you know, it's about a 15, 20-minute ride from the stadium. And, uh, you know, we've, we've already got, I think, close to 100 people who have bought game tickets with us as well, which this is the hardest, uh, the hardest game ticket we've ever had for an away game. Um, really? It, it, it's crazy. Yeah, we have, like normally – go ahead. Have you ever had a team not cooperate? Oh, yeah. Well, so – not every team has a group sales ticket department. Some okay. teams don't even have real ticket departments. So like, you know, case in point, the, the Denver situation, they don't have a group ticket sales. <coughs> They've got some season ticket sales people and that's it. Wow. So there is no me picking up the phone and calling the, the group sales number and saying, Hey, I need, you know, a hundred tickets in the upper deck. Like I can do at some other stadiums or with some other teams. So Everything you do is has to be through the secondary market, and actually the Denver Broncos have done a really good job over the past eight or nine years of going in and kind of just cleaning up that secondary market so that they, they've actually taken away a lot of big-time ticket brokers' huge blocks of seats they had. So it, it's next to impossible to get 
you know, big chunks of people sitting together inside that stadium. So it's, it's just, it's been super stressful and I'm still working on some of the ticket parts of the trip. Everything else is completely hundred percent solidified, but uh, tickets are still kind of ongoing. We're, we're watching the market. We're working with a ticket broker and just trying to, uh, you know, get the best pricing that we can on everything. So it has been, uh, it, it, it's, like I said, no two trips are the same. Uh, it's never easy. Something always goes wrong. And uh, Denver has been extremely you know, credit to them. Like, you know, they have a good fan base and the organization's done a good job controlling the, the secondary market. So it's, uh, but we're, we're, we're pumped, man. It's going to be an awesome trip. Man, you know, it's, I got to get one on the road with you guys. One, one, uh, it's like three last three years. And I said to myself, get on the road for at least one game. And, of course, what I do in the last three years, I get married, have a kid, and about to have another. So uh, <laughs> I don't, we just talked about that, you know. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, well, but, you can live, you can live vicariously through us, man. And what else? <laughs> one other thing. Sorry on Denver. Is, you know, uh, if people listen to this, I know you guys uh, put this out there pretty quickly after after you record. So if people listen to this and they're interested, go to our website, BoldCityBrigade.com. Yeah, you can you can click on the updates part, and there'll be a part a link right there for the trip. If you are already planning on going to Denver and you had interest in joining us, hop on it now because we're almost full on the buses, and you know we've got about 40 bargate spots left and a handful of tickets, and that's it. So, um, you know, sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there to people as as they're listening and they're like, oh yeah, we were going to go to Denver. I get that a lot. You know, the deadline will pass or we'll run out of stuff, and people will come to me and say, hey how do I get this? And it's like, the last thing we want to do is turn people away. So um, get on it now. If, if you're interested is what I would tell people, but yeah, hey, you got to come join us sometime, man. Com- compared to, so I went to Tampa. Uh, I went to um, Tampa was my first away trip with you guys. I went to Pittsburgh uh, in 17 uh, and, and that was just awesome. So, and Denver, I'm planning on this one right now as well. And, you know, we like to do like a little funny, you know, live on the, you know, boots on the ground kind of, you know, video thing that I'll send in and, you know, post our Twitter. But, man, you guys do an awesome job. Uh, you know, the it, do, it doesn't go unnoticed, man, to get, you know, 150 rowdy Jag fans up. Uh, and, you know, some people really don't want to spend the money, but it's well worth it, man. You guys make it affordable, uh, make it just uh, very feasible for everybody to get there. And, you know, if you make it there, man, you know, you, you're going to find a friend of a friend or someone from Jacksonville that you may know of someone that lives in Orange Park and they live out at the beaches and, you know, this person, that person. And it's just an awesome networking time, man, especially in an away game. And it makes it that much sweeter when we win. So let's just hope we we, we, we get a W out there. Oh, man, you're telling me we, 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 we don't have the greatest track record right now. <laughs> Overall, I don't think the team has done real well on the road over the last eight years. So, um, you know, we, we've seen our fair share of losses. Unfortunately, we've, we've seen our a few too many uh, ass beatings as well. So um, oh, we're, 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 we're hoping for, for a good one out there. But, yeah, and then we got Carolina as well that I'm working on. So uh, maybe that's another chance for, for you guys to come join us. No doubt. Absolutely. So switch gears a little bit here. We're going to talk some uh, talk a bit of football. Um, gosh, it looks like, hey, we got, you know, some great players still on, on defensive side of the ball. Offense is, eh, and we'll see. But now <laughs> we now. got, yeah, for now. <laughs> but now we got great players that are, hey, we want to get paid or or we're we're not playing. What, what, what's, your, what's your take on our little contract situations we have here? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a tough one as far as, especially with, with Unique, it's, 
you definitely understand his point of view. Uh, you know, I, I, I usually tend to side with the players when it comes to them getting their money. But then at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a, like, I'm a Jag fan more than I am any individual player, if that makes sense. Like, sure. Uh, through and through. When a player leaves here, uh, very few of them have I had, like, this great affinity for that I really rooted for them and, and cared what they did when they're gone. Like, usually when they're gone, they're gone for me. But, uh, you know, these owners, they're making money hand over fist, and these guys are putting their bodies on the line. So I'm never really going to – when somebody, especially that guy like Unique, who's, who's, in my opinion, has earned it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, hey, whatever he's got to do to get his money, I, I understand. And, and from kind of from it, it, it kind of sucks because, in my opinion, the, the organization doesn't have much of a leg to stand on, right? Like you, you paid Bortles already, you set that precedent of paying someone when you didn't really have to, and kind of rewarding a guy when you didn't really have to. So now here's a guy who's done nothing but just do amazing things for his first few years in the league who didn't get a big payday on, on draft day. And he's out here trying to set himself up for the long term. And, and I think that, it, it, but that's, listen, man, every, every contract you give out, uh, it, it sets a, it sets a precedent and, and it can come back to bite you in other negotiations. And that's why so, so many teams are, they negotiate hard because they don't want to, uh, you know, to become known amongst the agents and the players as, as a pushover. So, I, I'm afraid that that it might. I, with this front office, man, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, so <laughs> I'm afraid that it might bleed into training camp and beyond. I hope it doesn't. I hope I hope he gets his money, and and, and he comes out and you know he has he has a great season. But uh, you know, yeah. You, 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 you know, the weird part too is Jalen's been chirping a lot, and they've told him they're not going to pay him. But he put something out there that a lot of people don't pay attention to. You might hear it on sports radio or read it on some articles. But for your everyday average fan that just catches a glimpse of their sports while they're in the car, NFL made sixteen million dollars or not million, excuse me, billion, sixteen billion dollars, right. excuse me. Yep, sixteen billion distributed half of that to teams, and, and they don't have money. Where's the money going? Eh, we're not going to know that, but somebody's getting paid. <laughs> yeah, they're somebody's making money, paid. man. Listen, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a super profitable business. It, it, you don't year over year these franchises the franchises don't appreciate in money the way that they do, right? Like think about Shaq Connery doubled his investment already as far as the value of the team from what he paid to what it's worth now. They don't they don't appreciate at that rate and at that level if somebody's not making money, right? Like, I mean, you're not, you're not going to all of a sudden double your, your investment over the course of a few years by breaking even, right? Like it, it is a very solvent and affluent league. Like they've got plenty of money. It comes down to that whole, the, the CBA and, and the players getting their piece. And, and Jalen's a, Jalen's a whole other story. I mean, I, I understand them not paying him yet. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately Jalen understands that. That's why he's kind of, he's going to keep throwing his barbs out there and he's going to keep kind of poking because that's his way of, of negotiating publicly almost. But I, I get them not paying him yet. Now this time next year, I think they're going to have a little bit rougher of a go with it with him. Oh yeah. For um, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we get to hear, I'm sure you guys love it too. Then we get to every time we click on one of his tweets on social media, we get to see every thirsty fan of another team. Uh, you know, at them saying, "Hey, come here, come here, come here," and uh, we get to deal with that. But listen, man, that's 
it's part and parcel for, for having a stud player in this league, unless it's a quarterback, it seems like nowadays. I mean, they let just about everybody go to that, that, that brink of the contract. And, and I mean, it's, it's all a negotiation thing. So I try, I used to get really involved in it, fellas. I used to get real bent out of shape, frustrated <laughs> one way or the other. And now it's like, you know what? Never have I had a player give me any of that money. <laughs> and, and never had Sean Conn or Wayne Weaver giving me any of their money either. So, you know, I'm going to worry about my own paper and let them worry about theirs and just kind of control what I can control. That's that's sort of my philosophy now. I'm, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're you're still going to be and I like what you said, you know, you're a Jag, you're you're a Jags fan, uh, you know, fan of the franchise, fan of the the, the team rather than being uh, a player and I th- or a fan of the player. And I I am fans of players. You know, there's players, you know, I've named my dog Ramsey. So if Jalen leaves, I'm just going to have a dog named Ramsey just running around here that <laughs> that no one's going to no one's going to know. So trust me, I'm invested, too. But I would rather have a dog named Ramsey and then a jersey like, you know, that's going to be obsolete that I've brought in, you know, and the players already traded. So that's what kind of really got me out of that. But I think. You know, on on the contract situation too, man. You got to, if I mean, if this guy's coming in and he has you know more sacks than in his first three years than any player you know in the organization and shows no signs of slowing down and is still you know relatively young in NFL years and actual you know like people years that you know I feel like people relate NFL years like dog years or something like that. But in like right, you know, right. actual at actual people years, this dude has got, you know, a tremendous upside. You know, you you, you gotta pay him. I, I you know, you gotta go out there. And plus right now, I think a couple of weeks, about a month or two ago, we put a poll out on our Twitter and just asking people, you know, hey, no, no complicated situations. Put everything aside based off the body of work and based off of, you know, what we got going on right now. Who would you rather pay, you know, Ngakwe or, or or Ramsey? And you wouldn't believe how many people just said, you know, pay Jalen. And it's like, do you guys not understand how, you know, the franchise tag works? Do you, you know, understand like how this is going to play out if we shell out all this money now to the to the to the corner and we've got, you know, a strip sack monster, you know, right there that that is probably going to go somewhere and get, you know, top dollar in the NFL. Uh, you know, just that that's just crazy to me how, you know, they haven't got him taken care of yet. But like you said, I worry about my own my own bread over here. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's like, a you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's like a, it's a game, right? I mean, it's almost like chess. you got your pieces on the board and you move them around. And, and that's how you got to treat the salary cap. At least that, that's the way I think of it. And you're, you're dead right. I mean, you have to utilize those tools that are at your disposal. So if it's a fifth year option with Jalen, that makes sense, right? You see that that is a negotiate a negotiating uh, chip that you have. You have that to be able to hold over him. You can say, Hey, we got you for next year. And then we also got you for another year or two on the franchise tag if we wanted to. And there's really not a whole lot you could do unless you want to sit out. So it, they have that. Whereas with unique, they don't have it. And at the same time, if you're not going to reward Unique at the very end of his rookie deal, who are you going to reward, right? Like, what kind of precedent does that set in that locker room with players that come here, don't come here? They shelled out a lot of money to free agents over the years. And, right. then, you know, they, they gave Blake a, a good clip of money as well. So what are you saying if you're not going to – you just hit the nail on the head when you said – when you were reading off kind of uh, Unique's resume – 
Right. You, you got to pay a guy like that, in my opinion. So, and I think they will, man. I think we got to, as fans, we have to be careful that we don't. And I know it's this 24 hour news cycle. Everybody's on social media, but we got to be careful not to get too high or too low. And and what I mean by that is, is if just because he hasn't been paid yet doesn't mean he won't be next week or the week after, right? Like, right. If it gets into training camp and he's still not paid, yeah, then get pissed off, freak out, whatever. Um, you know, if we get to this time next year with Jalen and he's acting a fool and and the team is just really digging their heels in, then you can start talking about it. But it doesn't really do much good to start talking about paying Jalen right now because it makes no sense for them. Because you and I, hey, the three of us here right now, we know they pay Jalen right now. In two years, when somebody else is the highest paid corner over Jalen, he's going to be chirping saying he's underpaid. Right. right? Like, so, right. <laughs> I mean, they, right. They, they know that too. So, you know, that's, mm-hmm. hey, I hope they do what's right and they reward the guys who deserve it. That's ultimately what I think. So yeah. you mentioned about, uh, you know, about free agency and shelling out, you know, a good amount of coin on, on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, we've got Foles coming in. Hopefully Fournette has, you know, got his head on straight and, you know, gotten the, the, the you know, some of the immaturity out. We've got a core of, you know, wide, wide receivers that are, are primed to, you know, kind of have a breakout season. Chris Conley, I can keep going on. You know, what are you excited about from the offense, you know, the, uh, this coming up season? Um, spirals, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think it, it's kind of a, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm half joking, I guess, but I'm, I'm excited to see a, a confident and more than competent quarterback. Now I don't really have great expectations for Nick Foles. Uh, that's not to say that I, I, I'm not happy that he's here, but at the same time, I'm not sure what he's working with on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I'm not sold on, on the skill position guys just yet. I think the O-line is, is very serviceable, especially if they're healthy. Um, I think there's there's some ability there, and hopefully they can keep, you know, folds upright. But uh, Chris Conley doesn't do a lot for me, which probably means that he'll go for over a thousand yards just because I'm sitting here not, you know, thinking <laughs> a whole lot. Uh, a little, little reverse I, I really psychology. Don't. I mean, it's not even intended to be honest. It's, uh, I, I just look at him and I'm like, you know, he's played with some pretty good QBs on teams that haven't had great wide receiver play and he hasn't done a whole lot. So, you know, when we're talking about really what is the, uh, the black hole of, of wide receiver play that our Jacksonville Jaguars are, um, I don't expect him to come here and all of a sudden become something really, really significant. But I think there's talent there, man. There's ability. And I think that, I guess, if the answer to your question is what I'm looking forward to most is seeing if there is a difference in these skill position guys when they have a guy who knows what he's doing in the huddle, who can deliver the ball on time, and who's going to make the right reads and deliver a catchable ball. Is, you know, so we're going to know a lot about Bortles and Foles pretty quickly, and our and our skill position guys. Because um, if they come out and and you know, guys like Keelan Cole, I'm a huge Keelan Cole fan. I don't know what the heck happened last year. Um, I think he's got a ton of ability, but uh, you know we got to see it. They got he's, they got to put it together. So. Um, and then Lenny, who knows with Lenny, man, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. Check his Instagram feed. It's, uh, you know, every day is a new adventure with that guy. So we'll, we'll see. If he can stay healthy, then I think, you know, that that's good. He, uh, you know, turn the record button on is uh, funnier than we put on, on the show. But 
if I could repeat some of that, that dude needs to go to the gym, man. Work out, get in shape. I, what I've been saying, take yoga classes, I think. Yeah, Maybe even yeah. yoga will help him get in shape and get flexible or something. Um, there were some other words with that that I don't want to put on there because I want the, the, <laughs> it's the, a family the, the show. It's a family <laughs> show. I want the kids in the car to be able to listen. But, um, man, it's it's so frustrating to watch him go out there and then, you know, he gets hurt or he blames it on something else. And I'm like, dude, you ain't trying. And we're just nobody fans. And we all see that. You don't put in the work during the offseason. That's why you've got this product. Um, yeah, he, I think he's just a he's a product of uh, kind of believing his own hype. You know, he's been a dude who's been just so highly touted for so long, I mean, basically since middle school. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and you, you look at what it takes to ha- have longevity and to be great at that position, and it takes great commitment. I mean, the, I love I love t- listening to Freddie P talk about it because he is the epitome of a guy who came in kind of like Lenny did. You know, just thinking that his ability it was always what got him by and that it was going to be the same way here and didn't take care of himself, didn't maybe study as hard in the beginning. And, then, and he realized that, hey, if I want to be in this game for for more than a few years, then I, I've, got to, I've got to really dedicate myself and commit myself and, and to, to see what he did for those, you know, bottom two-thirds, you know, the, the final two-thirds of his career. That's what it's going to take from Lenny. It's going to take that light bulb and, and – yeah, he went out to Wyoming and did all that this year or Idaho or wherever the heck he went. Um, but, you know, the the proof will be in the pudding. The proof will be on the field when they take the field and if he can stay healthy. But he's the guy – he is who he is, right, fellas? Like, I mean, right, he is yeah. who he drafted. He was a guy who couldn't stay healthy. He was a guy who didn't have great vision. Um, and we've seen a lot of that already. So, yeah. I don't no, know. I agree. I, know. I, I agree. I mean, and as far as being – you know, a, a Florida fan and seeing him, you know, play Florida a couple of times and, you know, just watching him, you know, run through and watching LSU just literally hand the ball off to him. It's like that Marshawn Lynch, like over and over and over and over and over again. You know, that it's just like he just I you see it. And if you watch closely, you know, yeah, the, the ankle was nagging uh, at LSU. It's still lag, uh, nagging now. But then it, what, the thing that aggravates me the most is that he'll have a play where he just breaks out and literally just you know, run someone over or, you know, when he uh, against Pittsburgh, when he waved the guy on and then, you know, kind of, you know, trucked him there, too. It's just those things right there. It's just, you know, I'm like a scale with with Fournette. Like, I can't I can't figure out, you know, which which way I'm leaning yet. Yeah. And, you know, it's so much those holes close so much quicker in the NFL. So so where you are able to just use your physical ability and that burst that you have to get into the hole and, and, you know, to get get past the line of scrimmage now you you've got to you've got to be able to diagnose where that is rapidly and make that decision and make that cut and he just he hasn't done that consistently enough I don't know if it's in him I don't know if it's a commitment and a study thing um you know if it's just a, a lot of playing running back as instinct I don't know but uh I, I'm excited to see what what the what the rookie can do as well at that position see if he can challenge him at all or add anything to us uh who would you guys say you're most excited about like kind of watching in training camp you know i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and just say i just want to see some type of timing and let's say slant route to a wide receiver with a tight nice spiral in the bread basket if i see that five <laughs> times then i'll be okay during i don't they don't even need to win a preseason game just throw a seven yard slant Put so it right on the money. Yeah. 
and right where the receiver can actually catch it in moment in 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 motion and turn up the field. That's all I want to see. Yeah. For me, for me, it, it's the it's the tight end, man. You know, I've I have been watching yeah. this team for so long, and I am just so I'm tired of seeing us get burnt by tight ends and getting beat by tight ends. I mean, I went to KC last year and watched Travis Kelsey just eat up and down the field on you know some of the faster linebackers or the faster defenses, you know. So any other tight end play that I'm uh, you know that's pretty much where I'm looking for. Um you know if it's gonna be Swain, uh if it's gonna be it's probably not gonna be O'Shaughnessy, let's just be real. Uh it, it, either Swain, um, you know, Josh Oliver. I, I, I just want to see some type of tight end play and some some type of, you know, something that I haven't seen mismatches. I, I want to make sure that it seems like whenever the Jags in, in, of past have, you know, gone into, you know, throwing plays or, or anything else like that, minus that Seattle game from a couple years. I know we or we're not mentioned in 2017 anymore, but from minus that Seattle <laughs> game where everybody was just open, it just seemed like wherever Blake was throwing the ball, Keelan was open. Um I mean, Fournette was out of the backfield. Didi, everyone was open. So so I, I want to see more people getting open and, you know, more mismatches that usually we end up on other teams' highlights. I want them to be our highlights now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's been it's been a while since we've had any of that consistently. Uh, Bolt City Brigade darn sure didn't exist the last time we did. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it would be nice to see. And that's it. Like, it, I think – I don't know if the defense is going to be as great. Like I, I saw some rankings the other day. I don't know who it was. Maybe Daniel Jeremiah or somebody who, who kind of had us preseason ranked as like the number one defense. I don't know if they're going to be that good, uh, but I think they're going to be good enough to keep us in almost every game. So then, you know, then it really turn, turns around and can what can Nick Foles get? First of all, can we keep Nick Foles upright? Unlike last year with, with all the injuries on the O-line and then, you know, what can what can Nick Foles deliver? Um, that's that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, we, we right. kind of know a lot of the like you like you said earlier. I mean, we got some for the first time in a long time. We got two or three years in a row where we can look at a team and we're like, man, we got some legit respectable talent, right? Some guys that we're proud to throw on their jerseys every week. And and, and so now it's just you know the NFL man, it's a game of inches, and and so many of these games like last year was such a miserable year. I don't know I don't know about for you guys, but it felt that way for me. Oh, it was we terrible. were still in a lot of games. Yeah, but we, we were still we still had a chance to you know do some things if we uh, made a play here or there. So um, you know, hopefully Nick Foles will be the difference. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. Um, so to wrap things up, you know, we're not a we we don't talk about 2017 or whatever year that was on the show anymore we have as, as we as we keep bringing it up every so, episode yeah we, we do bring it up every episode but it's a reminder that we don't talk about that that season um <laughs> but what was your favorite uh you know give, give me a favorite moment over the last 25 years that you had as a jag fan you know could be you know a fan experience or a game a play whatever comes to mind you know 60 think a lot about this when you see all these highlights out there right now right and everything the team's doing and other people are doing as far as putting out favorite memories or top 25 players or top 25 games or whatever it is. And so it, it's been really fun so far this off season, the last month or two, where we've all been able to look at it and say, and just start reminiscing about all these memories forever. For me, that 62 to seven game against the dolphins, um, you know, yes. if we're throwing it way back, like favorite all time, like they just to, 
come out and play a darn near perfect game as close, I think, that we've ever played as a team to a perfect game. Um, to retire Dan Marino with all these, especially then with all these holdover rednecks around town that, that, that didn't want to jump over the Jaguars because they were always Dan Marino fans, go Dolphins <laughs> and all that stuff. To just, to just I mean, I, I had a neighbor like that. And, and to just to, to retire him and to, and to just go out and play that, that kind of game. And I think that one has always stuck with me so much too because it was such a display of like almost every one of those great players we had during that era went off in that game. Everyone. You know? I mean, what? yes, whether it was the defensive players or, you know, the skill position guys on offense, it was just – it was such a fun game. Um, and then, you know, as a fan, you know, if I kind of look at it from the Bold City Brigade perspective and, and all the memories because it's just such a long list. We're so blessed to have made so many memories over the last eight years even though the product wasn't great on the field. But uh, as, as a fan during the Bowl City Brigade time, it, it had to be Pittsburgh back. I know we're not talking about that year, but uh, that <laughs> Pittsburgh game and, um, in the playoffs and just being there for that because, uh, you know, I almost had like tears in my eyes when we were in that bar pregame. Yeah. And, and, it, and that, yeah, I know you were there like in – here we were, we organized all that on a quick week after having a, you know, an awesome time at that Buffalo game at home. And to just, it was such a good feeling. One that I think I've just been dreaming about, like since we started Bowl City Brigade and, and, and seeing how other teams travel and how we even travel, but never having the ability to travel to a playoff game. Right. And to just have it all come together and be sitting there with four or 500 Jack fans taking over this bar in freaking Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and then for the team to go, like, I had zero expectations for that game. I was like, I was the definition of just happy to be there. You know what right. I mean? Like, it right. was just, I was like, I'm here. This is something that I've been dreaming about for a decade. Then to go out and, and win that game and just the feeling afterwards, it was just, uh, man, I, I want to have that feeling again. So I was like, but I think the beautiful thing about the struggle over the past decade is, it made that 2017, like we appreciated it. And I yes. think that's what maybe makes that even more of a, a, a significant memory to me than even back in the, you know, mid to late nineties is that we didn't really appreciate it then necessarily because we were just like, wow, this is great. It happened pretty quick. We got an awesome team and here we are, but going through what we went through at the time and all of our lives, cause we're all around the same age, right. um, you know, spending the, the our teens and twenties, without having a good team and then all of a sudden just uh yeah i mean i looked into people's eyes there in pittsburgh man and you could just tell people were just appreciative of this opportunity to go and support our team and wear wear our colors and just just be proud for once so um, the, the, the yeah, best man, thing about Pittsburgh, man, is just that, you know, that whole stadium is black and yellow and everyone is wearing their teal. And then when you get called a bandwagon fan, it's like, what? I'm a bandwagon Jaguars fan. That's probably the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally I'm literally a bandwagon fan sitting here at, in 10 degree weather, ready to cut my feet off because they're cold. But I'm a bandwagon fan. You're right, man. Hey, and guess yeah, what? Big Ben just threw me. another pick. Big Ben just threw another yeah. pick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. I'm that bandwagon fan who just spent like a couple grand to travel up here in the snow when I was wearing shorts, uh, you know, at home. Like you got me, man. <laughs> Literally the day before. The the day before. I mean, I flew out from Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Um, it was 80, 85, and then you land in Pittsburgh, and it's like 
I need to get some stuff out of this bag right now. <laughs> You're not lying, bro. There was snow everywhere because they had just had the snow, you know, a bunch of snow rolling that night before. I right. remember coming in on the plane and being like, we are not at home anymore, fellas. Like, this um, is... Holy cow. Yeah. What Great memories, though, man. That's what this stuff's all about, bro. That's why I know, you know, that's why we're fans, right? Like, is to create these memories. And that's that, at, at the crux of it. That's, that's it. All, all our group exists for is to uh, create memories, man. So I appreciate y'all having us on, being able to kind of promote what we do. And, uh, you know, everybody's welcome. Come out and join us. Absolutely, man. We're, we're glad that you were able to come on uh, and, and chat with us tonight. Hey, guys, uh, don't forget to uh, leave us a five-star review. You know, uh, shoot, shoot a question to JK3 on Twitter. We love some, you know, interaction, man. Some crap talk during the day while we're at work, slaving that nine to five, man. A uh, couple minutes for uh, football and our favorite team won't hurt. But, uh, hey, guys, thanks again for listening to us. Uh, This is uh, Derek, JK3, and uh, Cap from Bold City Brigade signing off, man. Everybody have a good night. Take it easy, y'all. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.